This is WCM's Park Update, a weekly show covering the outdoor hospitality industry hosted by Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. During each episode, you'll hear from special guests and campground experts on topics that will help your park flourish. WCM's Park Update is a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Hi, I'm Ben Quiggle, editor of Woodall's Campground Magazine, and my esteemed co-host, Mike Gast, former vice president of communications for Campgrounds of America, is here. And this is another episode of WCM's Park Update, which is sponsored by Bushtech Adventure USA, which manufactures tents and other accommodation units. And our guest is Scott McGee, uh, vice president of operations for Roberts Resorts which is growing, right, Scott? I mean, it's incredible how much Roberts Resorts is doing. You guys have like two or three you're building or you just got one up and going. You have the Village Camp brand too that you're doing. So that's pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, grown quite a bit in the past uh, three years. We've been uh, in acquisition mode for a while, but we're also developers at our core. So we just opened Village Camp Flagstaff in Flagstaff, Arizona. Uh, really excited about that project. We put a lot of real thought into it, and uh, it's coming along nicely. We're we're under construction on most of our amenities right now, but the park, a lot of the cabins, and our laundry facility are up and running. So, what's, so how much how much uh, transient business are you after, Scott? At these resorts, is it is it more long term stays? So, it really depends on location within the United States, you know. So we have several resorts that are strictly transient. Uh, that's our resorts like our Moab property, our Flagstaff property. Uh, up in Truckee, California, we have a resort as well where uh, we're transitioning that to Village Camp Truckee. So it really depends on where it's located geographically as to what our strategy is there. So just give us a rundown of, of the of the resorts. Yeah, so we have uh, in the state of Texas, now we have, we've been acquiring so much, I have to remember. We have five in the state of Texas, uh, several in the Houston market. Uh, then we also have Oak Forest RV Resort in the Austin, Texas market, as well as Oasis RV Resort Amarillo uh, in the Texas Panhandle. And that's, uh, one of our newer acquisitions in Amarillo, and it's a really fun property that's uh, very transient. So uh, being right off of I-40, we're catching all the traffic heading east to west off of I-40. And so uh, it's been fun to manage that property and kind of, you know, work out our transient uh, transient strategy. So several of your resorts are 55 plus resorts, which I like because then I don't have to camp with a quiggle crowd. <laughs> Yeah, we have uh, three in Arizona, uh, well, four actually, 55 plus in the Arizona market in uh, Phoenix. Uh, there's Pueblo El Mirage RV Resort, Gold Canyon RV Resort, Sunrise RV Resort, all of those in the Phoenix MSA. And then we have uh, uh, Vista Del Sol RV Resort in Bullhead City. Uh, we also, late 2022, acquired two properties in the Utah market. So we now own Park City RV Resort in Park City, Utah, and uh, Portal RV Resort in Moab, Utah. So what's, I guess, what's the difference between some of these resorts and your Village Camp brand? I guess, what are you doing different with the Village Camp versus yeah, the other so parts? The Village Camp brand, we, we're focusing on... Um, 
more experience-based uh, time spent at the resort. So we're setting up a lot of uh, bike rentals and, you know, tours and experiences that people can, uh, you know, join directly from the property, certain things that we wouldn't typically offer at our other resorts. And then it's uh, definitely a accommodation focus. So we have some really cool cabin rentals going up in Flagstaff. There's already about 60 of them on site today. And then in our village camp brand, we're also selling the cabin unit as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, how, uh, how many more of those developments did you say you were, had going on, the village camp ones? Uh, so we just opened Flagstaff. We're going to transition our Truckee, California property into it as okay. well. And then we just acquired some land outside of Durango, Colorado, where we also own another RV resort in Durango called Oasis Durango. Uh, but we're trying to grow the brand in very outdoor enthusiast locations like Durango, Truckee, California, Flagstaff, things like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think I first met you, Scott, when you worked, uh, well, you still work at Rayford Crossing. Um, and then your park or the company, uh, what was the former company that owned Rayford Crossing? Uh, so we were privately owned by, uh, a husband and wife team, Billy and Gwen Craig. They were, you know, legends in the Texas market. She was the former president of taco and, uh, Mm -hmm. they had a lot of ties to, you know, RVing in Texas. And so I learned a lot from them. I started at Rayford in 2015 and uh worked for them for about four years and we actually i'm still here today at rayford crossing i office out of here and we just opened a 175 lot expansion here in uh the woodlands texas just north of houston is that where you're concentrating on scott is is expanding your facilities you have now or are you interested in ground up construction too uh so we we go with whatever is available we're not shy of anything so we do a greenfield development if that opportunity that presents itself. We've got a ton of really cool properties with expansion land, which is part of our acquisition strategy. We always try to find a property where we can expand uh, and add extra value. So really it just, uh, whatever opportunities there, we'll do it all. We greenfield, we expand, uh, and then we acquire as is. So how much science goes into uh, deciding what you're going to add for amenities at these locations? Yeah, so programming really comes down to we survey all of our guests, previous history. We really take a lot of knowledge from the resort managers that have been on these properties for a very long time and try to understand, you know, what does that demographic want to see? What kind of amenities are going to allow us to drive ADR? Who's coming to these properties and what do they want to do? So we do a lot of different, uh, mostly survey data collection. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, what, what's the transition for you been like personally, just going from like Rayford crossing to working for Roberts resorts? I mean, it's probably a lot different than before. So, yeah. So for me personally, you know, I, uh, my history is in the restaurant business and music event venues. And, uh, so when I got on here at Rayford, I just fell in love with the, just the entire business in general. People are always happy. They're here on vacation. All they want you to do is treat them right. So a lot of those same tenants follow what I had learned my whole career. 
And so when we got acquired by Roberts Resorts, um, I didn't really know what to expect. You know, I, I'd never heard of them. Here they are coming in. Um, funny story I tell everybody is my wife was eight months pregnant with our first child. Whenever I learned we were getting acquired, I'm like, oh, no, it's going to be the worst thing ever. And, uh, you know, it was the greatest thing ever. And Scott Roberts, our, our CEO, he really took uh, he took a chance on me. And, you know, I like to think it paid off for him. Uh, we have a, a saying in our company that we want to hire young people and give them big things to do. And he took that to heart and really gave me a shot. Let's talk about that for a second. You're expanding uh, all the time. You've got a lot more than you did uh, just a few years ago. Where, where are you finding managers from? You growing them yourself? Yeah. So um, we we like to promote from within. I mean, that's our that's our core. So we train and develop from within. Uh, we try to always keep on the management team from anybody we acquire, and then you know teach them our culture, our values, and our company ways. But uh, really, we are proud of the fact that we hire from within. I, I also tell people a story about uh, here at Rayford, where I had a young lady who started for me on the front desk uh, eight years ago, and now she's the regional manager in our Houston market and manages four properties. So I think I don't even think she's thirty yet. You know, so we really we try to take people that believe in what we're doing and we give them more responsibility and uh, homegrown, homegrown talent. So is Roberts Resorts going to stay uh, basically a Southern tier type operation? Or is there any, any feeling like you could move a little bit North? Uh, we do like the Texas market and we like kind of the Sunbelt region. We have talked about looking maybe in the Tennessee market or somewhere in that area, but no, we, we mostly like to stay West Coast and then the Sunbelt. What do, you, what do you guys look for? I know I've seen some news stories about you guys trying to get more developments in. I think the one I read was you ran into a, a wall, I guess, with some residents. But, uh, you know, what do, what do you look for when you're looking at a development project? Um, you know. Yeah, so we, we try to focus on, um, you know, availability year-round. We like to be within 30 miles of a point of interest or a major city. Um, we're looking for the ability to place at least 150 lots, if not more. Um, but that's usually what it's coming down to. And then we like to stay in the uh, Texas, Colorado, Arizona market if we could. Do you ever like envision just having like some transient like parks where you know, I think a lot of your newer developments have a lot of rental components to it. Um, is there any, you know, vision of just having like, you know, narrowing that down and just having like the RVs and the glamping sites and things? So we've, we've thought about that. Um, you know, we put a lot of thought into that actually. And we feel that, you know, cabin camping and accommodation, unique accommodation camping is the way of the future. And then premium RV sites is kind of where we try to find our niche. So, um, you know, we, we want to make sure that whatever we do put in, we can have all concrete, all full hookups, uh, ability to do outdoor kitchens and things like that. But uh, RV is always going to be a component of what we do. Even our village camp brand, which is heavily focused on rental accommodations, we know it's always going to have a piece of it that is RV because that, that is our core competence. 
Yeah. How do you arrive on the rates for uh, for an extended stay like in the Arizona resorts? So generally it's um, a mixture of market research, uh, previous history, and then really value add. What, are, what improvements are we doing this year that's going to drive that rate? And generally it's focused on repaving the roads, updating the landscaping, remodeling existing facilities. Some of our 55 plus communities have, I mean, I think the Roberts family has owned them for over 30 years. So there's been 10 different iterations of that rec call. So we like to add value and uh, remodel when we can. And we feel that that drives rate. And, you know, we do when we can and where we can, we like to set the market because we believe we're offering a superior product. Do you what? see a lot of uh, folks moving from the RV into uh, an owned accommodation? We do, yeah, especially in our 55 plus communities. You know, I'd say probably 70% of our buyers in our more community, 55 plus communities, started coming there as RVers. So uh, we definitely see that. And we think that maybe not at the same clip, but the same uh, tenants of that will be what our village camp brand is. People are going to come check us out for the weekend in their RV and decide, you know what, I want one of those cabins too, that I can come up there and stay all summer if I wanted to. That's kind of our goal. What, you know, what kind of amenities are the most popular? I know um, pickleball is really taken off. Is, is pickleball something you guys have at your resorts? Yeah, absolutely. Pickleball is, uh, it's funny you say that. That is definitely the buzzword of the past year and a half, probably. And, uh, you know, we, it's no secret to us. We've been uh, pickleball enthusiasts for a long time. We have uh, Pueblo El Mirage has 28 pickleball courts, I believe. Wow. And we uh, keep a pro on staff, a pickleball pro to uh, run tournaments and really, you know, engage people with it. So that's been a lot of fun. But uh, there's not a programming package we put together these days that doesn't include a pickleball court. <laughs> Do you guys you know, have a lot of activities at these, at these resorts, a lot of things for people to get engaged with. Yeah, we're, we're really trying to focus on that because we know that, you know, everybody out there, all of our competitions going to have concrete sites. Uh, they're going to have full hookups and new parks are popping up every day, as I'm sure you guys are aware. And so we really feel that engaging activities is our, our path to future success. Are those activities all included in rate? Yeah, absolutely. We don't charge for, let me back up. 55 plus communities, we do have some that are, um, you know, you got to purchase a ticket because we're bringing in national touring bands to play at some of these facilities. So we do charge for that. But for the most part, especially at our more transient campgrounds, those are uh, all included price of admission. Come check out our pool party. There's a happy hour going on over here, kids' games, all that good stuff. Okay. Well, uh, we have to pause for a few seconds to recognize our sponsor, Bush Tick Adventure USA, and then we will be right back. Thanks. No, ma'am. This is a five-star establishment. We do not have tents. Another one. With bespoke modern design, state-of-the-art craftsmanship, and only the finest quality materials, Bushtech Safari manufactures tents that take luxury to the next level. 
a true combination of five-star luxury and a five-billion-star experience. Thanks. Better. Best. Bushtech. Hi, welcome back to WCN's Park Update, sponsored by Bushtech Adventure USA. And we are talking with Scott McGee, Vice President of Operations for Roberts Resorts. And Scott, I know you've been in the industry for a while. I guess, you know, how have you seen it change just in like the last five years plus? I mean, even since COVID, I guess, you know, what have you seen change over that period yeah. of time? So uh, definitely a younger demographic, a more diverse demographic. And a lot of that has been since COVID. And so that's been really nice to see and really fun to see. And then I actually find it kind of funny that, you know, whenever I started, all the rage was really big RVs and then they became smaller and then they came bigger and now they're going smaller. And that I find uh, is more cyclical than just the demographic change, but really it's just been a younger, uh, younger group of campers out there, which is nice to see. Do you think, so how, go do ahead, you think the move to smaller RVs is a little more permanent this time, or do you think we'll see that fluctuation back to the bigger ones? I think uh, you will, you know, as the economy goes and as interest rates and financing rates go, I think you'll see bigger RVs will make a comeback. And then those younger demographic, I'm sure you guys know people or have done it yourself, where you start small and you got that bumper pool that last two seasons and you say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and get the fifth wheel. And then you graduate all the way to a class A eventually, right? And uh, so I think right now it might be a little bit more prolonged based on the economy, but... Uh, our big RVs are always going to be here. So how big can Robert's resorts get and how fast is that going to happen? Uh, so we have a goal to be at 30,000 lots under control by the end of 2026. And right now we have about a little over, a little over 10,000 in our portfolio. Wow. Um, so we're really, we're hoping to triple by 2026. That is our goal. Is that, through all through developments or are you looking to do quite a bit of acquiring too uh so it, it has to be through acquisitions as well yeah. but um also through development i mean we're really we have a goal we're focusing on it we have best practices in place and we, we've got a lot of really smart people so uh our goal is to get there by any means necessary yeah um that's awesome and uh, I know Mike mentioned earlier, you know, you're looking to stay out west. I guess what would drag you like to the east? Like, is there anything that would change that could possibly be like, well, maybe we should explore over in the east? Um, that's a great question. Um, I think really just the right opportunity, we'd go anywhere, right? So it's easy for me to say we focus here. But if somebody came to us and, you know, they had the nicest, RV resort on Lake of the Ozarks and they wanted us to come there, we would probably take a look at that. So uh, it really just depends on the opportunity, but whenever we're searching opportunities out, we're always looking uh, in the markets I previously mentioned. So, so now I get, to drag, I get to drag out a question that we always drag out every week. Uh, what about e-vehicles? Is, is that a demand thing that you're looking at when, you, when you're planning? Is it e ERVs? Is it just charging stations for tow vehicles? Yeah. Anything like that in the works when you, when you plan a resort? So we're actually, that's a good, great question too. We are actually future-proofing every one of our developments these days and putting in 200 amp capable pedestals at every single one of our RV resorts yeah. so that we can handle the load from 
electronic vehicles, electronic RVs and things like that. Um, we also have one of our properties in Durango has dedicated EV charging stations, and we, we hope to add more of those in the future. 200 amps, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when you got a big park model, a Tesla, and a bunch of e-bikes, I mean, we, we just think uh, that's a way to do it for the future. I imagine you meter all of those sites too, right? <laughs> we do, um, but only for our... Uh, long-term gas or if we were to sell a cabin or something like that. Electric's always included in your transient rate. So when you do sell a, uh, a cabin, an existing park model at a spot, what other costs are involved? So if somebody was to purchase one of the park models, say in Flagstaff, uh, there is a, a monthly lot lease that we do have. We We like to call it our community fee because really it's coming down to taking care of landscaping, taking care of all these fun events people like to do and things like that. Uh, but then we sub-meter usually electric and water and sewer. Okay. Asking for a friend. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Come on out. Come on out. I'll give you a tour myself. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, I, I mean, do you guys also do stuff like solar? Or is that something that's in your business plan to do more with solar? So we have been toying with the notion. We do have a, one of our developments is a, it's called Village Farm Austin. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it, but it is a tiny home community based around an organic farm. Uh, so there's an operating organic farm in the middle of it. And then there's about 150 tiny homes that encircle it or park model RVs rather. And there we've been looking at putting in a solar field just because we have the available um, you know, acreage, but it's not something we've gotten too uh, in-depth on anywhere else. What about on the storage side? I imagine you guys do like RV storage and different things. Um, you know what? The only place we have storage planned right now is in our Flagstaff location and our phase three. So we just opened phase one, phase two is under construction, and then phase three and four come probably the end of next year. And there we do have climate control storage uh, included in the business plan. We also do storage at some of our 55 plus communities where people can leave their RV when they want to fly back up to Minnesota or wherever they go. Okay. All right. Um, do you guys do any tent camping or is it just mainly RVs and rental units? We actually do have some tent camping at uh, our Durango property. We have 13 tent campsites that are, uh, you know, really nice. That's actually a, a former KOA, uh, the Oasis Durango. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, funny story about that one is they say that the first KOA cabin in Colorado is at this property, and they show it to me, and it's we kind of leave it there like a little shrine. I'm like, okay, um, <laughs> but <laughs> we do tent camping there, and we do tent camping in Park City, right on a really cool little uh, runoff stream that runs along a, a mountain valley. So it's really. Oh, I can confirm that the first Prairie Craft cabin that that was KOA's side company, I guess, that was owned by the one of the franchisees that did go to Durango. So I know. Did that's it really? OK, well, that's been, I'll send you a picture of it next time I'm there. You can confirm. We need we need to get Mike detective, the detect, detective Mike on this and uh, find out. And you guys can officially put a plaque or something up on it. Yeah, that'd so, be nice. <laughs> maybe have Toby come down and visit. So uh, well, well, the, the fellow that, that sold them that cabin is still selling them up at Prairie Craft yeah. up in Great Falls, Montana. So really, you would know. 
is there any thought, you know, speaking of like KOA or like Jellystone even, is there any thought to like getting into a franchise? Um, you have your own brand, but. No, we, we've never really considered doing a franchise. Um, we really like what we're doing and uh, we, we like having creative control, if you will, all the way through. And, uh, you know, mm -hmm. our CEO, Scott Roberts, he's a, he truly is a visionary. He's got these visions and he just wants us to, you know, bring them to life. So yeah. um, we've never really given any thought to doing any of the, the branded franchisees. Okay. All right. I'm Scott, I think you would look great in a Jellystone bear costume. So, yeah, hey, I'll do it. Asking. So, uh, <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, I do, I do read stories on Robert's resorts and some of the developments and I know Scott, has been at a few, you know, public meetings on these developments. Is it a challenge to do some of these new developments? I know, I think I read there was a few roadblocks in one of them. And you kind of, I think you guys kind of had to switch directions. Um, but, uh, you know, do you see a lot of that when you guys are out talking to communities about what you're doing? Um, yeah, I think um, the, the general thought on our industry is still very, you know, archaic. People think, oh, not in my backyard. And you've got uh, a lot of those people out there. So we do, we take a lot of pride in what we do. So we show up to those events and Scott Roberts does specifically, and we show them, no, 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 this is what we do. And we show them, you know, our beautiful clubhouses and our golf courses and all the other things that we do that make us unique. And uh, generally it's just swaying that public perception and uh introducing ourselves and hearing them out you know it's just like a guest at one of your properties a lot of times they just want to be heard they want to know what you're going to do for them they want to know how you're going to solve a problem they have so um you do get pushback whenever you try to do these things uh sometimes it's from the NIMBYs and sometimes it's from the government and so you just gotta kind of show them that we are here for the long haul we're holders we're not flippers and this is what we want to do. And we show them, you know, proofs in the pudding, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Um, I know uh, it's it always amazes me when I read these stories about these luxury resorts. They're trying to attract these really fancy motor coaches. And sometimes the residents are worried about like crime or different things that they're going to be bringing in. But um, it's always amazing to me. I mean, you got somebody in a $500,000 rig. Um, I don't, you know, it's a different clientele. Than maybe like a state park so right i think it's just that public perception you know yeah definitely. so uh i guess um scott i you know you know what's in your future i guess you want to you're going to continue working at robert's resort i imagine absolutely yeah no i i love what we're doing here and i love you know scott's vision for the future of this company and our our aggressive growth strategy uh keeps me very content and very busy so um i enjoy what i do and i really enjoy robert's resorts they've been they've been good to all of us yeah definitely so I, i'm looking at uh the photograph from i think it's majestic pines where you've got the complete row of covered rv sites yeah yeah that that looks so unique that's our uh, Texas special. So summertime in Houston, Texas, uh, <laughs> those go like hotcakes because uh, <laughs> literally, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that's a really unique one. We have about a uh, that property has 220 lots and about 
a hundred of them have covers on it, which also that property, we uh, just opened a 72 lot expansion and we own 10 acres next door to that too. So yeah, we're excited for that next stage too. Beautiful spot. Great. Yeah. Well, I think Scott, that's about it. I think that, I think I'm done drilling with questions. Mike, did you have any more? No, this this is this is great, and I would like yeah. to be put on a tour of Dargon. Scott, I'd absolutely got some beautiful spots here, and I got to yeah. get the road here pretty soon. Yeah, you tell me when. Uh, I got lakefront. I've got mountainside. You come, let me know, Mike. As soon as as soon as the snow flies in Nebraska, I'm out of here. <laughs> there you go. And and then Mike also wants to learn more on the pickleball front. He's trying to you know enter tournaments. So well, you know, I actually I actually learned how to do that in uh, in Hawaii when I was living there, and actually injured myself, tripped, and landed on my chin. So <laughs> under, underneath this little bit of bush, I got a nice little scar there from pickleball already. So you can't get injured playing that if you do yeah. do it right. But I it is a fun game. I can see why it's caught on. Well, I'd love to show either of you guys around if you're ever uh, in my neighborhood. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, thank you, Scott, for coming on. And uh, thank you, everyone, for watching. And thanks again to our sponsor, Bush Tech Adventures USA. And uh, we'll see everyone again next week. Bye, guys. Bye, thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to WCM's Park Update, a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Join us for a new show each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for daily news and updates, and subscribe to our news feed on our website at woodallscm.com. Show hosts are Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. Executive producers Rick Kessler and Alex Burkett. Copyright 2022, G&G Media Group.